Creating Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled The Intellectual Dark Web. If you're hearing the term The Intellectual Dark Web for the first time, you will take away from this episode something much different than those who are already familiar. I would imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, however, most will be familiar with the term. You'll be familiar with some, if not most of the quote, members. And if you're like me, you've been watching this self-awareness process happen, watching online engagement and interaction evolve. And my goal is to give you a thought or two regarding the intellectual dark web that has yet to be espoused. Something you haven't heard before. It's no doubt difficult to analyze something as it's happening, especially if you find yourself playing a large role within a certain phenomena. So it's not surprising that the IDW members that we listen to are literally trying to figure out what is going on in real time on the fly. But I'm sure I'm not the only observer who has kind of seen this coming. What's interesting now is that personally, I have the ability to engage. You have the ability to engage. And many people are realizing that they can become part of the conversation. Let's just start with a brief Creating Utopia summary of what is largely promulgated and understood to be the intellectual dark web. What we have in podcasts and YouTube is a medium through which we can share information in ways that the world has never seen before. It's similar to the radio. I've discussed the digital revolution and Joe Rogan before, but to elaborate, the repercussions of the ability to share information on a massive scale has always been disruptive on many different levels. We happen to have stumbled into creating the greatest tool known to our species, the internet, allowing us to research the entirety of human knowledge, as well as share our findings and ideas with millions of people around the world in many different, new, exciting formats. The IDW, Intellectual Dark Web, is a collection of free thinkers in one way, shape, or form. Their mentality is similar to that which motivates this podcast, in that it's presupposed that we should be talking and thinking and working out solutions to any problem we face as a species. Nothing is out of bounds. Nothing is too taboo or sensitive to discuss. The group also is characterized by an affinity for exploring the ideas counter to their own beliefs. There's a certain cap to the value in holding information, and they've come to see it seems that the information that exists in the mainstream is limiting us in a way from seeing what is possible. It's almost like we've just hit this point in time where philosophical thought is merging with the political, and people are starting to kind of talk their way through certain problems affecting society and proposing solutions or meta-solutions. Sam Harris, Joe Rogan, Dave Rubin, Michael Shermer, Jordan Peterson, these names you might be familiar with, and regardless of what you've heard or what conclusions you've drawn about these individuals, the one thing I can guarantee is that they're going to have an interesting conversation in the future, one worth listening to. The IDW is seen as a group exploring controversial realms of thought, using the internet as their means of dissemination. Now, it's important to point out that 
Milo Yiannopoulos and Alex Jones are lumped into this category. Because, I mean, there are many similarities, it's easy to assume that Milo and Jones are working toward the same goal or on the same project as, say, Joe Rogan or Sam Harris. Well, to clear this up, you can't blame anyone for conflating the two if they're unfamiliar with the content shared as well as the positions these individuals hold. The problem is that the subgroup or category of individuals who are seeking out in-depth information regarding certain taboo topics really have nowhere else to turn. I've witnessed it myself, having nowhere to go for a perspective other than the mainstreams on a certain topic can lead you to Alex Jones or Stefan Molyneux. The problem is that there is a real lack of content creators in this space. There are so many consumers with so few producers that niche topics that Molyneux will discuss that Sam Harris won't, well, you have no choice but to listen to Molyneux. This has become a problem, as mainstream criticism of the IDW really centers around the censorship of certain ideas, or at least certain people. I'll simply leave it at, no one besides the individual viewer should be the arbiter of what can or can't be discussed. I'll just rebut what Anakis Barian grilled Dave Rubin about recently. His unwillingness to challenge Milo when he made some terribly anti-Semitic remark on his show. I remember listening to that interview between Rubin and Milo and thinking to myself how wonderful it was that those with terrible ideas were finally being given a platform so we can see how terrible the ideas are. I have the same thought whenever it's revealed to me that someone finds Alex Jones compelling. That's fantastic. That shows me the person is interested in something. They want to learn more. They don't trust the narratives being handed down and repeated by the mass media, and they shouldn't. The problem is that someone who knows anything about Alex Jones and Milo know that their ideas are certainly not positive and hold little, if any, bearing on reality. So the natural inclination is to paint a listener or supporter of their rhetoric as an enemy. I mean, fair enough. But as I've said before, calling someone bad or stupid is not the best way to change their minds about anything. So to circle back, the intellectual dark web via the mainstream would be described as a potentially dangerous boiling pot of ideas, at least half of which aren't even worth a second look, like anti-Semitism or racism or bigotry. The proponents would say that it's a beacon of intellect in an otherwise saturated world, a place where intelligent, well-studied, and well-read individuals can push conversations forward and find answers to questions that hinder society and more. Now here's where this podcast is going to get different. This is where I get to share my two cents, and it's really the reason I started this podcast in the first place, to discuss this phenomena of people seeking information, trying to improve not just their own lives, but the lives of others. The IDW, to me, is not a band of superhero intellectuals who are sharing information in a radically new way. I mean, that's part of it. The people consuming this information do need content creators, and there is good reason that Shapiro and Peterson and Dillahunty and Neil deGrasse Tyson, etc., are in the spotlight. They're the most compelling, they are intelligent, they're well-researched, and they got in this space first. The real intellectual dark web, though, is the equivalent of Sam Harris pre-9-11 and the writing of The End of Faith, or Jordan Peterson 
pre-bill C16 and uploading lectures to YouTube. Using these two as an example, what they were were curious, concerned citizens with good ideas who wanted to learn more, share what they learned, and make the world better. Pre-internet, these would have been activist leaders and journalists and professors and authors with a limited span of influence. Christopher Hitchens is really the best example of someone in the IDW who lived and contributed prior to and with the internet. It's just the internet has allowed for more actors to share information, as well as compared more listeners to get involved. There's a combination of factors here, really, because as standard of living improves, people get more time. With more time comes the ability and compulsion to learn more and expand horizons. So we have people who actually have the will and ability to further their intellectual development personally incentivized. But so the equivalent of Sam Harris before writing his books is you. It's someone who wants to think, consider, learn from those who are seen as the thought leaders in given areas. You want to push your mind further. You are the intellectual dark web. The dark web aspect simply means that we're operating most likely without the support or encouragement of many or anyone directly around us. So we have no choice but to exist in the digital space, really forced to organically form a community based around similar ideas and values in the space that was available. What's really exciting is that now the IDW is aware of itself in some capacity. This is a huge step and one that I personally have been waiting for since 2013 when I realized the internet could allow for meetings of the minds on this scale and much further. The self-recognition aspect allows for whatever this is to take off. There are literally millions of people who are just waiting for something to come along and lead us in a new, hopefully or seemingly positive direction. That's why we have Trump. That's why we had Obama. That's why we nearly had Bernie Sanders. That's why we have elections in the first place, because people want things to change, and they want to be involved. But the process is no longer the most compelling, in that around only 50% of people even vote. The process is no longer the most efficient, in that most people recognize that the government is wasteful, to say the least. There's the electoral college gerrymandering. And the process is no longer necessary either. The only problem now is that there's no alternative to the status quo. That's what I think everyone is waiting for to develop. I remember over and over again when Peter Joseph of the Zeitgeist Movement, a longtime member of the IDW, was being interviewed and was constantly being asked by nearly everyone, what can I do? How can people get involved? The Ask Me Anythings to this day are always filled with, what can I do? This is the ultimate question that we're all looking for an answer to. And the problem is is that Sam Harris or Jordan Peterson doesn't even really know. The best answer I can parrot here, synthesized from everyone in the IDW that I've followed for years, is live life in the best way you possibly can, enjoy it, work hard, earn your way through, and help others if you can. Beyond that, share information and constantly try to improve yourself and make the best decisions you can. When you've reached a personal peak, what can we do? 
We can volunteer. We can start our own business or charity or app. But we all can see that we're being hindered by this question of what can we really even do to change the world en masse or make it better? Believe me, Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson believe they are doing the best they can. Well, we can't all be Sam Harris or Jordan Peterson, so what do we do? Well, I believe Jordan Peterson has been so massively successful, in part because he's the first to capitalize on this thirst and hunger for direction. If everyone is asking what to do, writing a list or potential actions one could take that may lead to a better life is certainly going to be appealing. It's like, Peterson already had this software update, and before he needed to teach you face-to-face -face in class, have you as a client, or you needed to read his book. Now, he has the ability to share the software update with everyone, really everyone who has access to the internet. What's fascinating is that so many people are now looking for this information and trying to upgrade their own software. Well, the intellectual dark web of people all over the world take this information and apply it in the real world. And what the ramifications of this are going to be in the near future, I guarantee will be positive. It's like it was only a matter of time before the internet was going to be used by everyone, not just scientists and students as a research tool. It's just, again, exciting to me because, well, okay, think of it this way. There's an endless list of books authored and ideas espoused. Only a small percentage of those are valuable enough to make it through generations. And what we have now, the books that are studied, Orwell and Nietzsche, Plato, well, those individuals were limited by the amount of information they had access to. As of the year, say, 2000, when the internet really hit mainstream usage in many developed areas, every person immediately had more access to information than really any other human being who ever lived. Plato, Nietzsche, and Orwell combined times a million. There have always been people like Peterson who stand on the shoulders of giants and learn everything they can from those with the greatest minds history has to offer. The most interesting element, and I don't think anyone has really recognized this, or at least I've never heard a human even get close to sharing an idea like this one. This is the most interesting point. It, it's that Jordan Peterson is clearly in a position to know more than everyone he references. Young, Nietzsche... Like, Peterson's mind has been absorbing, refining, and furthering the ideas that these great individuals had. Peterson also has Darwin, and humanity's experience of global world wars, followed by hundreds of millions of deaths by the hands of socialist dictatorships. There just can be no real argument to be made to me that those living today that have put their minds to it, literally, spent their lives learning and researching, are not the human beings in a position to at least try to figure out the best way to shape or move our society. Like, Einstein was brilliant, no doubt. If you put a cell phone on his desk, he wouldn't be able to understand it at all, let alone, say, take it apart and put it back together. There are people in the mall closest to your house working for $10 an hour that could take your smartphone apart and put it back together relatively easily. The information we have and access to it would make us all look like Einstein 
if we were handed a time machine and went back just 70 plus years. Christopher Hitchens' conclusions on any given topic, for example, were no doubt more complete than any those of Plato or Marx could have espoused simply as a consequence of the information accumulated by our species and by him as an individual. We, the intellectual dark web, with access to the internet and a thirst for knowledge, are in positions to be more knowledgeable, information-wise, than any genius we might revere. This is a completely new phenomena available to human beings. But let's end this off move on to the final segment, how to create utopia, to tie this episode up with an idea, perhaps as an answer given to all those who asked Peter Joseph, what do I do? We create utopia this week by recognizing that we are all members of the intellectual dark web if we're using the internet as a tool to gather and synthesize information. Beyond that, I would suggest that we come together in some way, shape, or form and see how the collective effort of individuals who pride themselves on their individuality could actually move society forward. There is no shame in the pursuit of information. If you're interested in free will, but you don't know anyone else who is, there are millions of people online who you now can learn from, further your knowledge, interact with, and I think what we do, if we do anything as a group, is that we reveal ourselves, we get together and recognize that we're not alone. Sam Harris has been giving lectures for quite some time, Peterson and Rubin have been touring, Shapiro shows up to college campuses, and things don't always go well, but the people, the consumers, us, me, you, it will inevitably happen where we'll either create a space in the real world, like hangouts after Peterson lectures, or we will just form a new space on the internet where we can interact and figure out how to get logic and reason into the minds of everyone else. The opportunity the IDW has, now that it has some popular influencers at the helm, so to speak, is that it can actually permeate society on a mass scale. We can create a game B that incentivizes learning and positive action. We don't have to wait for someone else, because as far as I can tell, there really is no one more qualified than the most thoughtful, intelligent, well-studied, cautious, open-minded people that exist in our world to be considering where to go on a societal scale. Shares, comments, and likes are the currency of the day for the IDW. So create Utopia this week by going out and giving that currency to those who deserve it. Share lectures openly. Like and retweet posts by those you are confident are trying to make the world better. We are the intellectual dark web. The next step is removing the dark part. As it's already happening, the self-awareness that was actually probably the largest step toward the light, so to speak, in that this group of people is no longer hidden online, metaphorically in the dark. After that, the web aspect has no choice but to erode, as those with mental software upgrades permeate these ideas into society, they leave the cocoon of the internet and start to impact everyone on a day-to-day -day basis. I'll end things off by cementing the notion, you are the intellectual dark web, and with that, you are in charge of where this all leads. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Creating Utopia. If you found it interesting, please share with a friend or on social media. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia, and make sure to ask questions, comment. I'll make every effort to reply to everyone. Stay tuned for the next podcast on the sharing economy.